Hey everybody, welcome to the Good Evening Kitties podcast, a Tales from the Crip review. My name is Melissa, your ghostess with the mostess, and this episode is season five, episode 11, Oil's Well That Ends Well. I have a special guest host here today with me, Ivo Trees. Hi, how are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you for being on here today. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. I started following you on Twitter because I really enjoyed, you were putting out videos about different like horror movie icons you had met and what it meant to you and things like that. And I really thought that was, I thought I liked your passion for the horror movies and all that. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, I want to see some more of, of this. So uh, yeah, I started, started following that. And yeah, so then I decided to ask if you'd be on here and you said yes, which is great. So tell everyone a little bit about what you do in the horror community. Well, um, I do. I try to do a lot of things. Uh, mostly is to really promote horror as a fun genre. It's not, you know, just uh, blood and guts and gore and you know whatever you want to believe it is. It's it's fun. I mean, it, it's enjoyable. You're supposed to have a good time. Friends, family, scare people. That's how I see it. That's how I grew up in it. And um, also, I have a YouTube to where uh, I, in the past, I've uh, interviewed like celebrities at um, horror conventions. And then right now, because, you know, the whole COVID thing, that's kind of on hold mm -hmm. right now. <laughs> so, so I turned that into, uh, you know, just doing movie reviews. But at the same time, I try to incorporate what's in the movie I'm reviewing into the review itself in some way. So I thought that was fun and I tried it out and it, and it works really well. I mean, it's a lot of work, but it, it's very enjoyable to do. I, I like to, to be funny and have fun and just in, enjoy that kind of stuff. And I'm mostly on Twitter and Instagram and, you know, just having goofy pictures and fun pictures and talk about movies and have you seen this and help promote them and things like that. So, yeah. <laughs> so recently you did a video with Barbara Crampton from the movie Reanimator. How did that come about? Well, um, like I said, the, the first one I did was host and I kind of incorporate you know, some element into there. And I was like, oh, well, the next one on the list was Reanimator. And I was sitting there and I was like, oh, it'd be really cool if I could get an, an actor from the movie. And I just, and I know um, just recently, a little bit before that, she started following me on Twitter. And I was like, ah, let me just ask her. <laughs> <laughs> and I asked her and she, you know, a little bit later she she contacted me back and was like sure <laughs> just like that <laughs> and i was like oh snap so i wrote a little script and i sent it to her and i didn't hear from her about it in like two days so i didn't know like i asked her if she you know she needed any questions or, or answered or or have anything you know a problem or nothing and she didn't say anything she was like oh i got it like that and she did exactly the way I wrote it in the script so I was like oh those film classes really did help out when it comes to script writing <laughs> it was really great yeah she seems like she's really sweet like she's pretty active with everyone on Twitter and mm -hmm. I mean I know a lot of some of the horror movie actors are I mean they're used to the conventions and stuff and being open with people and hearing 
everyone's passion for it and then like taking silly pictures like i know uh jeffrey combs i didn't think of the name he'll mm-hmm. do like pictures with the reanimator syringe and things like he's injecting people and stuff mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah so that's really great that's awesome yeah yeah it was, she just it was like a, took off with it yeah it was like a she was like oh just call me and so when i called her and she answered <laughs> i was like oh my goodness <laughs> She's like, hello. So we talked about it and then it went down, but she did exactly the way I wrote it in the script. Like I detailed um, external, outside, daylight. I put everything and she did it perfectly. She did like three or four, she did like three takes. So, which was nice because then I got different angles and I could figure out which one I like. And, um, And it worked out pretty well. And it, it was just a, a nice add-on to it to see her do that again. <laughs> That's awesome. So with Tales from the Crypt, do you have any history with the show? Or what do you... Well, like? I was watching it when it was new episodes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so definitely it wasn't in syndication yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do remember uh, I watched a lot of it. Um until like I watched like oh, it came out in 89 so I kept watching it until it was like I don't know 90 gosh 1990 oh my goodness I feel old when I say 90, 90, 90. <laughs> <laughs> well anyway I kept watching it for for quite some time and because yeah, it ran until 96 yeah and it, I was already into other things at that yeah. time but I do remember it way past the 90s like probably 94s kind of when I was like off and on at that point but I I do remember a lot of the episodes and I was kind of going through them you know um, picking the ones of my favorites that I can remember off the bat and I had three all right cool what what are they well the three that I um I had I had to write them down because it was so so long ago but it was TerraVision (laughs) And that one scared me pretty good. Um, it was Terror Vision, and it was season two, episode sixteen. Um, oh, the television terror. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one was uh, pretty fun. <laughs> A lot of people remember that one. I really didn't remember it at the time, and it didn't stand out too much to me. But I think it's just the whole horror movie found footage type shooting from the camera view that really sticks out. Yeah. Um, what, what really scared me about that is that he, when he was in the haunted house, cause he was the host of his own, you know, like haunted, you know, shock video show or whatever, mm-hmm. something happened to the cameraman and you wasn't sure you thought oh, he just fell or something. Cause all you just see is the camera moving around and then kind of fall and then it picks back up and then he picks up with the show and then he walks in the room and then he's like seeing someone hanging there. And he was like, are you getting this? Are you getting, are you getting, he like kept looking up and it was the cameraman. Yeah. I love that part. <laughs> that part's so fun. Cause it's just like, who's got the camera? Who's got yeah. the camera? <laughs> that one was uh, really good. The ventriloquist dummy mm-hmm. really, um, really creeped me out with that one and um that, gosh it had Don Rickles in there which I, I I forgot I haven't seen him in the film so long you know obviously he passed but far as like anything else other than that um he's such a great actor and then you have Bobcat 
Yeah, <laughs> on it's there. just a lot of slapsticky <laughs> yeah. type things, and then the, just the creature itself is so memorable because it's just so hideous and yeah, weird. It, it's very hideous and weird, and the that one was a fun one. That one yeah. scared me as a kid when I saw that. I was like, "Oof, look at!" And then it was like crawling on the, the <laughs> ground with the two hands. It was like, "Ah, you know," and and dead weight. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, when when. You know, he was trying to get a black pearl, but really, um, the character—I I forgot how you say her name—Pellegree, Pel- who played like Whoopi Goldberg, she had other means. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting that for yeah. her to be the yeah. one at the end because they kind of had a little bit of a red herring on some of that one. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that one's a, that's a it's pretty fun too. Yeah, so those three are are the my my favorites that I can remember. <laughs> yeah, those are great choices. Yeah, because I don't always hear on some some of those. Like most people tend to say, you know, like in all through the house with the Santa, or um, like one of my favorites is Death of Some Salesman, which is the one with Tim Curry, where he plays the three different characters. Oh, um, there's one where he plays a mom, a dad, and a daughter. <laughs> And they're like all murder. They kill salesmen and stuff. They come yeah. to their house. So yeah. So I mean, that's awesome. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and read a little bit here about the episode and then we'll get started. Um, as always, John Kassir does the voice of the Crypt Keeper and Danny Elfman does the theme song. This episode aired, uh, season five, episode 11, Oil's Well That Ends Well, aired November 24th, 1993. It is directed by Paul Abascal, who also directed TV's America's Most Wanted, America Fights Back. The screenplay was by Scott Nimifro. It stars Lou Diamond Phillips from movies like Stand, Up, Stand and Deliver, Priscilla Presley from TV's Dallas, Noble Willingham from movies like The Howling, Alan Ruck from TV's Spin City. Uh, there's a special cameo by John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper himself, uh, Steve Cahan from movies like Lethal Weapon, and Rory Calhoun from movies like Motel Hell. See, I didn't even, I just put it on, so I didn't look at, you know, who was in it and, and, you know, anything like that. I was just sat there and watched it the first time. And I was like, gosh, she looked like Priscilla. Priscilla. <laughs> <laughs> a little different, but it looked, gosh, she looked like her. But then, you know, you have to think it, you know, it, it's the nineties. I mean, I guess she wasn't really, cause she changed her face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so she was still young. Well, and when you, I forget about how much younger she was than Elvis Presley when they got married. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, that, I guess it's because she's only like in her 50s or something here, I think. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, he's supposed to be a lot older. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, here's, uh, I'm going to go ahead here and read the description too on the back of the box here. Crude business, flim flammers run a black gold scheme and score cash, but that's not oil they'll get. They even throw the puns into the description. <laughs> They're just having a great time. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so let's start the episode here. Okay, so this episode starts out, you got the Crypt Keeper in his crypt, and he's playing his own pinball game. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That is a Tales from the Crypt pinball, which I wouldn't mind having. That sounds fun. I love pinball. I've never seen it anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't think I have either, because I know I would have played it. Yeah. (laughs) I would have seen it, like, at a bowling alley or something. So yeah, so he's having fun, having thrown puns and playing his game and bringing in the episode. So it starts out, it shows the entrance of like a, a, a cemetery and like a mausoleum type thing. And mm-hmm. there's sounds that are being played that sound not like they're just digging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it I sounds like, more like uh... someone's having some fun in the cemetery. 
Yeah, I was like, I think I got the wrong Tales from the Crypt movie. <laughs> yeah, when I started it up, too, I was like, mm, oh, they're starting with that already. Okay. Because, uh, I mean, because it was on HBO, so they threw in yeah. things from time to time. But I was like, wow, in a cemetery, there, of course, there's so much fog. Just, you can't even see anything. So, yeah, yeah my, my note is digging sounds like banging. <laughs> So it gets brought up here, and it's uh, Lou Diamond Phillips and Priscilla Presley, and they're playing the character of Jerry and Gina. Mm -hmm. And they're in the beginning, well, it's like they're digging up this grave, and in the grave is John Kassir, who is the voice of the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. He's very silly. (laughs) Very. (laughs) His hair is, I like his hair, and I like that he has a cameo in this, but honestly, I'm not sure what accent he was trying to do. Because it was like the way he was talking. I don't think that's how he normally talks. Like I've heard him talk. I think he had to. I think he was trying to change his voice um, because I think naturally he probably sounds like the Crypt Keeper. That's true. Yeah, I bet. So so he's like, maybe if I just do something completely different, like I don't know if it was like Boston or something he was trying to do. Yeah. It kind of it kind of made it a little more annoying to watch him. Like I enjoy the character, but. I think that's probably what he was going for because he came out of there as soon as he it opened it was just insults after insults after <laughs> insult. I was like, "Geez." Yeah, I think he had a pretty he probably had a good time playing it. It was yeah. just all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so he's coming out of the coffin and you got Lou Diamond Phillips and he's been digging pretty probably not that deep, I guess if it was a fairly quick funeral, the ground's pretty loose, but mm-hmm. It's slowly just like some sort of plot. Like they gave him something to kill him, make it seem like he was dead. Mm-hmm. And then buried him and, and he came back up. And you got Priscilla Presley. She looks great, I think. I she mean, does. She's, she's smoking and she's got this resting bitch face all the time. And <laughs> she's just having a good time. And so her and Lou Diamond Phillips' character are together. Baby, you always wear your seatbelt, right? Even when I'm not around? Even when you're not around. You sure? You never forget? It's just that I worry about you. And you exercise, right, baby? You do some sort of aerobics three times a week? I do enough. But, baby... Gina darling you're driving me nuts i mean hell we porked once you're acting like we're engaged or something i don't want to lose you what if you have a heart attack or something oh i am not gonna have a heart attack all right i'm not unless of course you drive me to it john Cassier's character is just kind of in the way (laughs) (laughs) the first thing he just comes out is attacks her i was trying to figure out what kind of relationship they have because he was I thought at first they were together like him and uh, Larry were together I thought because you know but he insulted her since day one and I was like geez I don't think they are together. Talking about uh, Lou Diamond Phillips character? No um, Larry Oh Larry okay so you thought they were together. I thought Larry and Gina was together but Jerry is is Lou Diamond Phillips character (laughs) yeah so you thought maybe he was just like the muscle, just helping yeah. get the... Yeah, I could see that more. I don't really see them together. 
Lou Diamond Phillips and Priscilla Presley. It it doesn't seem to work. I mean, for one, there's a 17-year age gap. Not that that's a problem, <laughs> but it's just that it's a little... You're like, I don't but, know. But I he mean, looks great, course... too. I mean, he even oh, looks yeah. great now. Yeah. It's like, this man doesn't age either. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, it was just like, it was just like complete insult. And then let's get on with the show. <laughs> well, because I think, I think Larry, John Kassir's character wasn't expecting them two to be together. So I think it just kind of like threw him off too. Because at one point he does say something, John Kassir says to them that Lou Diamond Phillips or Priscilla Presley introduced, uh, the bearded clam to the one-eyed worm <laughs> was the line he... I was like, okay. Like, that's gross. And then they were closer off, and he was like, so uh, I'm six feet under, and y'all decided to get it on. <laughs> Taking a hit of that voodoo juice and pretending to be dead is one thing. But if I had to listen to that goo-goo talk for one more second, I was going to kick it for real. <laughs> 20 Gs. There you go, buddy boy. Just like clockwork. <laughs> and it's like, no, we've also been digging you up, man. But it doesn't help that Priscilla Presley's in, like, thigh-high stockings smoking in a cemetery. No, it does not. So they're all talking, yelling at each other and things like that. You're not sure, like, where this is going to go. You know it's some sort of heist and love thing going on. And that always works out great in a Tales from the Crypt episode. Yeah. You know, always. <laughs> and so Lou Diamond Phillips shoots John Kassir. Very unexpectedly. Yes. And he falls directly back into the coffin. Like, it was a perfect shot. Yeah, and it just shuts. It was like, ah, that's it. We're done. <laughs> We're done with that. <laughs> so they're like, cool, done with that. So you're like, okay, well, these two are the ones who are going to backstab everybody or who are, like, in it together. But it's always, there's always some sort of little twist. Like, you never know who's going to screw whoever over yeah in these episodes and i hadn't really remembered this one too well i did a little but i couldn't remember some of these later episodes in the season they're harder to remember i'm used to like the first four seasons more so mm -hmm. so now it cuts to okay so they leave the cemetery they grab all their clothes they just leave the coffin open <laughs> like leave the gravesite open they have all the dirt out they didn't even cover it back up mm -hmm. and then now it cuts to this bar in this town and you got four of these guys. Let's see. I think it's Mr. Peter Meyer, Cardi, William, and Spider. And they're all hanging out and drinking. And just there's a waitress coming by. And they're just they're just being rude and crass. Especially um, Alan Ruck, who plays Cardi. Ooh. He's definitely, I don't know. They act like they're like God's gift to women or something. Yeah. But really, I could, I mean, it's like, take a bath, man. I didn't, Look at I you. didn't, Alan Ruck, I didn't even recognize him in that angle. I was yeah. like, I would kept staring. I was like, God, he looks like Cameron. Everybody looks like something, but I can't <laughs> pinpoint. I was like, why does he look like Cameron? So this was before I even, even did any kind of research of who the character were. So I was like, God, he looked like, and then once he, he turned his face, uh, turned his head, I was like, oh, snap, that was <laughs> Look at Cameron <laughs> from yeah, you know, Fairly's day off, and I forgot this was years after that. Yeah, so yeah, it's kind of weird to see because he's just such a more brass, yeah, like harsh character than he way was in that movie. <laughs> yes, he was. Yes, he is. But they were just like insulting that poor waitress. I feel so bad for her. She's trying to do her job, and then 
you know, respect, respect the lady and just straight up his dad <laughs> was just like, well, when you find a lady, I'll respect her. <laughs> oh, well, okay, here we go. <laughs> so while they're doing this, in walks Priscilla Presley and she's dressed in a very sharp business suit. She's got her hair slicked back. She's still got the cigarette going. She walks up, she gets a drink and immediately these guys are like, oh, well, we got to mess with her. We got to talk to her. Yeah. <laughs> And Alan Buck's character stands up. His teeth are like yellow. <laughs> and he walks over and immediately is hitting on her. And then she turns him down and he immediately calls her a lesbian. Yeah. And he says it really loud and long, like drags it out. And she just grabs his crotch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Comes up from behind him, like through the butt cheeks. <laughs> through, grabs and throws him down in her heels. I was like, you go, girl. <laughs> And I, I loved when she said, um, I don't munch carpet and I don't strap it on. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. Straight to the point. <laughs> Same to you, Skinny. Another round for the house and a bottle of Jim Beam in the bar for me. I'm buying, so keep them coming. Hey now, pretty lady. Shove it I... your pants, honey. There ain't no chance. <laughs> lesbian. Come here. I'm no lesbian, honey. I don't munch carpet and I don't strap it on. But I do hate men. And right now I hate them in a big way. But yeah, so she's totally just all up in there and then Rory Calhoun stands up like he's gonna do something but really he has which I was surprised they showed but a full catheter bag <laughs> yeah. that he needs to go empty because he's you know he's like in his 80s or something I think in this so mm -hmm. yeah so they're immediately on her and she's mad and yelling and I kind of like like I liked some of the speech that she gives there we go that's the word I hate bitch I show a little authority I stress my will a little bit and I'm a bitch Men, you're all the same. You're just like the guys I work for. They want me to keep my mouth shut and do a good job. And as long as I do it like a good little girl, they can screw me all over and tell me to like it. And then when the day's done, they can stop screwing me so they can fuck me. Ooh. Well, I say screw that. Screw them, screw the company. Because there's a lot of cliches and stereotypes thrown at her in this episode. And even though at this time I'm still like... I mean, she's still bad. Don't get me wrong. They're all kind of bad people. But you're still kind of like, is she going to be the bad guy in this episode? If, you know, not all these guys are against her. She's got to hold her own against all these guys in the city. So what she's doing is acting, basically. Yeah. And it really didn't take long at all. Like, the fact that these guys jumped onto her bait so quickly. Yes. She didn't even have to do anything. Like, she just <laughs> sat there and they came to her. And so she is talking to them about how she distributes black crude oil and things. And then here comes Lou Diamond Phillips' character, and he's acting like she screwed him over. <laughs> um, yeah. And things like, like, as if they don't know each other, you know, kind of situation. More that he's like, I guess it's more that he works for the oil. Yeah, he works for a company that she's, I mean... Screwed yes, over. <laughs> basically, yeah. Like, her whole schmeal, when I was li listening to her, I was like, I think they're in cahoots in some way to con them, the guys that were in the bar. 
So because she's like, oh, black oil, like really stressing about it. And Larry, he was like, you know, we need to talk about this. And, you know, he's like, no, let the lady talk. <laughs> let her. And he's like on her with his teeth. You know? It's like, ugh. <laughs> I know some of these names, the character names don't really, because you got like Jerry, Cardi, Larry, <laughs> All these ones. I mean, Spider, I like Rory Calhoun's name. Spider's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it's basically, they're, she's like taking out a bunch of money from them, like screwing them over, like I said. And um, she kind of cons the guys in the bar to give her, if they all, all five of these guys, including Lou Diamond Phillips, who is acting like he doesn't know mm-hmm. her. If they all give $5,000 to make $25,000, I, I think they're like trying to buy this property. Yeah. I think it was like the, yeah, they had a property they know that definitely has crude oil and they could all strike it big. Mm-hmm. And so they all decided to, like, go in on it. It's kind of a weird con. Yeah, it was kind of a a weird con, because even I got confused. I was like, uh, why do all this? (laughs) Like, it was like, yeah, like, where is this? It was too much for something so small. But it's also like to walk in and see these four people who, nothing against them, but it's kind of an old country type bar. To expect them all to have just $5,000 hanging on. That they can just be like, oh, here you go. Like, uh, like to just be like, I can totally spare this $5,000. But it turns out they, they kind of did <laughs> in some form. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. Uh-huh. So the fact that they can do it so easily, I still would have been a little shocked. So now they go to this property. Mm-hmm. And it's, a, it's at the gravesite, the same cemetery they were at. And it's actually, I mean, it's a pretty small property. Yeah. Considering, actually. And um, so they all show up. Oh, I like this scene too. Like he's so Lou Diamond Phillips is caught up with Priscilla Presley's character, and the other guys are way ahead of them, so they can't hear him, right? So then they're like walking through, and there's really no oil in this thing. So they set up like a fake oil, yeah, section or something to like so they, they, that when these guys see it, they'll be like, "Oh, there is oil." Like, but then you also are digging up this gravesite with all these people in it. <laughs> like, it's a little rude. Like, just. <laughs> Be like, I'm sorry, your grandma has to move because there's oil, so. <laughs> yeah, and then that's when they were just trying to plot on how to invest in some kind of way to to move the property, to get more money. It was just like this business going down with this little piece of oil. But as he walked, I mean, if, yeah, as he walked, yeah. he's like grabbing her. <laughs> yeah, that's why I like this part. Like, <laughs> So yeah, they walk by, and yeah, as they're walking... It's very, you hardly see it because you're kind of like looking at the expanse of the whole picture. But he just grabs, <laughs> like right in the middle of her butt, just grabs both. So then, <laughs> and no one else sees it, you know. So then they're walking and then you see this bubbling puddle of oil coming out of this hole. And all the guys are like, oh man, yeah, it's right there. And um, I love this too, where like Lou Diamond Phillips is talking about how it goes and he ends up giving him the finger. Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> <laughs> so he's telling him about how the oil flows through the, through the ground. That's a seepage hole, all right. A what? Well, it's your damn subsurface gas propelling the crude oil up through the fissure of least resistance in the cutaneal dermal crust. Sheesh. He means that's sort of like farting in the bathtub? Oh, well, I got it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, uh, what are we going to do now? The cemetery is owned by the city. Oh, well, uh... uh... I think we ought to set up a corporation and sell stock to those in town who might be interested. So yeah, so now they're trying to figure out what they want to do. The cemetery is owned by the city, 
and they're thinking if they build this corporation, I think they could have enough to buy the land. And then the whatever profit they make from this oil, they'll split it, you know, whatever, and they'll all be set for life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess what, the, I mean, they're, what they're planning to do is when they get the money, they'll just take off. So mm-hmm. then they'll have, you know, this extra 20 grand or whatever. Yeah, and he kept pushing that. He kept pushing, make sure you have your money, make sure I get my money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah which isn't suspicious at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're back now at the bar, and they all came back, and they're um, getting shots, I guess, to celebrate that they're going into this business deal. Okay, so the guys show up, the four guys with their money, and they have it in a briefcase, of course. And But they're not as dumb as they look. Mm-mm. So they've all been talking, too. <laughs> yeah. so, so these four guys come up to Lou Diamond Phillips' character and Priscilla Presley, and they're like, okay, well, we want to make some, not really boundaries, or like, um, like a contract kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So they want to do this without creating suspicion. Because there's a whole bunch of like foreclosed farmland and things like that. So I technically the town isn't that well to do. No. So no. it would seem suspicious that all these guys just have five grand hanging around and then they're going to make it big in this town. And then all these other friends of theirs and things are going to be like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And they used like because she she's the mastermind behind all that. And she knows how to invest and how to do all these things with the money to make more money. And as they were listening to her, they was like, oh, well, if we all do this, we can get more money. So she was kind of like the blueprint of making more money. And that's yeah. when they decide, okay, she's smarter than we think. And let's see. And then they that's when they came in there and they brought the, the briefcase and had more money in there. So they took that more that money. And at this point, they're like, okay, how about we take what we got and run? At least that's what Larry, um, I'm sorry, Jerry Lou Diamond Phillips' character was like, let's take what we got and run. And she's like, nah. Because, <laughs> I mean, I think that was the original plan. Yeah. It was like, let's take this money. We'll get an extra 20 grand. No one has to die or figure anything out. Let's go. And, of course, she's greedy. She's like, well, if they're right and we really can turn a really good profit off that, like they, should, they end up getting swindled by them, you know? Mm-hmm turn a profit by that then we can do that so then they get in a fight they're like in a hotel with the money and they get in a fight and he storms out of course they all (laughs) and so he leaves and so then it cuts to i guess the next day yeah and they're at are they at a funeral home but but it was kind of like how did she know he was there (laughs) yeah i guess they called her or did they already have the meeting scheduled i can't remember yeah it was like a complete like it, it just jumped to a whole different scene, whole different life of yeah. The more multi- something, maybe a scene missing or something. <laughs> yeah. So now they're at this funeral home, and the four guys that they were trying to swindle have Lou Diamond Phillips tied up, and he looks like he's been hit, like he's got like a bruise under yeah, his eye and beaten or something. And he's like laughing and with all these caskets and coffins around him. <laughs> the old man just like. Yeah, let me hit him in the stomach with his cane. (laughs) I cannot stand when guys in in movies like this, in like a southern movie, like when they wear their pants up around their stomach like that. (laughs) Ugh, I just it's just not it's not an attractive look. I get it because you're wearing a suit coat over it usually, but when you take that suit coat off, (laughs) you just look like you're gonna roll down a hill or something. (laughs) So it's like really hot in this funeral home because everyone's always wiping their brow. I know, right? And. Yeah, that guy's just sweaty buckets. (laughs) And so they have Priscilla Presley and they're basically kind of holding Lou Diamond Phillips, his character, like hostage kind of thing. Like, you think you're real cute, don't you? 
Where's the money? Where the fuck you stash the money? <laughs> Shut up. Your boy Jerry broke into William's house and took him to the bank with gunpoint. He cleaned us out. Then you... Guardy saw you and him fighting last night. What was this? Uh, was this some kind of a... of a lover's quarrel? Spying. Well, let's just say I was driving by. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we had a few words. So what? Well, William's finally... finally got untied and he called old Spider. Guardy. Boy, he was in luck. They knew right where to find him. That old cutlass of his was, was sitting right in the yard of, of Joe Osborne's house. They found it down there this morning about 5.30. Joe Osborne. Who's he? <laughs> <laughs> Tell you the truth, ma'am, it ain't no he. It's she. Joe Osborne's that white trash slut that works the bar over at the Legion. Makes a lot of sense. All right. Let's get to work. She found out it was the waitress. He was like doing God knows what with her. <laughs> and when he caught them, um, when they found out, I guess two other guys beat him up or caught him and beat him up. Not those guys, which I thought, uh, I was okay. like, where did those yeah, guys come that. from that beat him up? And he hid the money. So now they called her to find the money that he stole from them because he hid it. It was like, okay, that's, I had to... Yeah, it was really quick. Yeah, it was like very the scene. quick. You had to like really listen. It went listen. from like... Yeah, I'm like, I was still thinking about their fight in the hotel room. Like, what are we... <laughs> yeah. So she's like, cool, guys, I got this. So she opens up her, her briefcase and she's got, which part of me would be like, is this like a truth serum? But um, no, I think it's more of, it's more of what they injected John Kassir with. It kind of like stops your heart, I guess, and then restarts it. Yeah. It all sounds really dangerous. I would never want to <laughs> mess with any of that. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Like, she was ready for that. Oh, yeah, she says it's an acid that's going to, I guess, erode all acid? his... Yeah, and she's going to put it through his bloodstream, and I guess it would just melt him. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. So they're all, like, backing away because she has the needle. They're like, uh, you know. And then, you know, no one really tries to do anything. They just want... You know, it's like, where's the money? Where's the money? Where's the money? Yeah, they're fine with her killing him. <laughs> you know, they, they're just like, go for it. So you got Lou Diamond Phillips. He's, she's holding his hair back and he's looking all scared and things. <laughs> and so part of me is still like, okay, well, who's Connie and who? Is this still an act? Is this something? Like, is it still Priscilla Presley and Lou Diamond Phillips? And they're still... Because even at this point was just odd. I was like, this is odd. <laughs> like, yeah. something's <laughs> off. And I couldn't figure it out. Priscilla Presley and Lydia and Phyllis, the way that they're trying to communicate with their eyes during this. Yeah. Like, it's it's like, okay, maybe this is still a play. And this, I mean, this is the death serum. Like, they, they've probably done this before with John Cassier's character. And this is how, you know, they did something similar. And then his death face. And then, the, and then when she, like, pokes him with it. <laughs> Pokes it with it. She was like stomach. this gratification. Like her eyes were closed and she's like, yeah. ah, you know, like she feed it to it. And his death scene alone was like, oh my goodness. He's like shaking his head, convulsing, mouth open. And his tongue out. 
And it's so convenient, like how convenient that they're in a funeral home. So now they can throw him in a coffin and go bury him Mm -hmm. back in the similar, I guess just another similar hole um, in that, I guess that same grave site. It might've been a different one. Because it seems like you would be risking digging up the oil if you're going to be just digging all over this place. And it was a really small cemetery, but Mm -hmm. yeah. So now it's nighttime. Priscilla Presley has been probably at it for hours Mm -hmm. uh, digging (laughs) up this grave site to get Lou Diamond Phillips' character out. Mm -hmm. And she's just got to the coffin and she's like pulling the dirt off. And right behind her, she stands up and it's Lou Diamond Phillips. Yeah. How'd he he get out of the coffin? Yeah, she's like, (laughs) who's it? If you're there, who's this? she turns around she's like what's happening she turns around and it's alan ruck's character cardi Mm -hmm. he's in the coffin now so you're like oh okay so they're all against her like lou diamond phillips had gotten to these guys beforehand but if they've done cons before i mean maybe not maybe it's only just that other one with with john kassir maybe there hasn't been that many (laughs) but it seemed like at this point well could she still be in it see you're still not sure if if it's she's being conned or the guy is being conned, it, it does, it's still unclear. Well, because like right now it's just Lou Diamond Phillips and Alan Ruck. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, maybe just the three of them. And then the three other old guys still didn't know, you know, or whatever. But then she turns around and there's John Cassier. <laughs> he did not die. Oh. Yeah, baby. I don't understand. If you're up there, then... What's happening, babe? <laughs> well, what can I say, Gina? The oil surveyor is a three-man con. Damn it, Carl! Where's the money? Why didn't you tell me he was in on this? Because, like he said, the oil surveyor's a three-man con. <laughs> nice to see you again, Gina. Blanks, just like before. So he's in on it too. <laughs> and then, but if you listen to Carrie, when he laughed, it sounds just like the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> yeah, it is. So you're probably right. He's trying to throw it off a little bit. He's like, I can't sound too much like it. Cause yeah, cause he even went on to do like the voice of Buster Bunny in like Tiny Tunes. And even then at some points, I think it kind of sounds like a tiny Crypt Keeper creep, <laughs> sometimes. So. Yeah, I, I think he just, at this point in the film, they was, he was just like, screw it. <laughs> Let me yeah. just sound like him. Like, from then on, for a few seconds, he was the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> <laughs> so he shoots her, and it's a blank. Like, she's like, oh my gosh, you know, because she thinks she's being shot. And he's like, see, it's blanks. That's how it happened. So now she's down in the hole, still smoking her cigarette. Great leather jacket she's got yeah. on. And now they're talking about you've like stepped on us this whole time and you're horrible and all these all of us guys had to get together so now the other guys show up so they're all against her well see this is what i was i was like so when so who was they were an all like against her from the beginning it seemed i think so because hmm. they knew she would it's try to con. It, it i think they knew she would get more money in some way so they just let they just played the game with her yeah, they just needed her business skills, and then now that they're done with her. They act like she was so bad, though, but I don't think, I mean, she didn't seem like they was, I mean, she was no worse than them. No, but she, but I think when she, remember when she walked into the, to the bar, and she explained how people want to use women, and make sure they, they're a good girl, and, 
and then screw them over. I think that was exactly what was happening. Like a type of foreshadowing yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> they were just like, keep an eye on that sentence. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So all these guys are against her. Now they're going to make money, I guess, off this property, just off the whole thing she put together. It's still kind of a weird episode. It just kind of... There's many holes. Yeah. I feel like the plot could have been elaborated a little more just so it wouldn't be so jumping all over the place. I, I feel like it, it needed to be longer because it feel like scenes were cut out or missing because they kind of had to keep it in, you know, I think it was like a, what, a 22 minute episode or something like that. It, yeah, it's usually like 22, yeah, 25. Yeah, so I, I would have watched this if this was an hour because I feel like there's more to it than what could have been done. I mean, it could have maybe even been like a small, like a movie. Yeah. See if it was like had something else added to it where like you have Priscilla Presley and Lou Diamond as someone who's known each other for a long time that they've been doing these cons. Mm -hmm. But so then Cardi goes to get out of the grave too next to um, Priscilla Presley's character and there's oil on his shoe. But this time it's real oil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, oh my gosh, it's real. That's crazy. It's actually here. We're really going to make, this is going to be amazing. We're going to make even more money. But see, at the same time, I think she had a plan B. So you think she knew I think that she there really knew. was oil there? I think she, I think she, not, not well, because remember they planted the fake oil? So I don't think the oil was there. I think that that's the plant oil, but I think she was prepared for something to happen if it didn't go right. Because when I was watching, when they were talking about, oh, there's weird oil on his shoe and whatever, and she was just watching them smoking her cigarette very calmly she immediately was fine with what she was gonna do next yeah so i think it was she planned. was like let's do it like <laughs> i guess she figures out too like she's gonna die anyway so she might as well mm -hmm. take it out so so she sees this oil and she's still got her cigarette remember she's smoking through the whole episode and then she does that whole like hell hath no fury like a woman scorned mm -hmm. line and then she throws that cigarette down and all their eyes are like oh my god <laughs> and then it explodes. It explodes a lot. <laughs> is, it, yeah. is that normal? Uh, I don't know. I, I've never... I mean, it's a great explosion. Yeah, it, they did a good job, yeah. but... I, I have no idea what an explosion looked like <laughs> in person. Yeah, but it, it was a lot. I don't know how flammable crude oil is, but I mean, because it, it came out from all over, like, the whole cemetery. So it was like it just lit, like, a whole stream mm -hmm. through all of them. So everything's blown up. Are they dead? I don't know. I feel like some of them probably got out with just really bad burns. I don't know if it'd be that. But but definitely, I, yeah, I definitely think she was ready. Okay. Yeah, I don't know, because if she was, it, I mean, either way, she was ready quick. I think she was just like, she had, she's like, well, I'm already here. So yeah. either get shot or buried alive or just take them all down with me. She took them so. all down. She took them all down. They're all gone. No one gets anything because everyone's greedy. That is the that's the lessons. Mm -hmm. Yep, don't be greedy. That's the end of the episode, and it cuts to Crib Keepers watching the TV episode of this. Yeah, he gets to the part where she's like bitch, and then just like throws a cigarette, and then it's cute because like he he um, watches the end of the episode, and it cuts to the Crib Keeper. And he mentions about John Kassir being in the episode that there was like a, a very special guest that seems like really familiar <laughs> and is really great. You know, kitties, there's something about this little tale that interests me. Well, I'll be damned. I think it's this actor. Hmm, 
yes. The others are good, but this one, we're talking a real bleeding man type. He's a regular gory Cooper, a Robert Dedford. And that voice, I can swear it reminds me of someone I know. <laughs> So yeah, I thought that was kind of a cute little nod. Plus, I really like that they show the Crypt Keeper's feet here. They don't always show his feet. No. That's the end of Season 5, Episode 11, Oils Well That Ends Well. I do have some trivia here from IMDb. This was the final appearance of Rory Calhoun from Motel Hell, that the older guy. Uh, this is the last movie he did, or last show he did. The title is a parody on the play All's Well That Ends Well by William Shakespeare. Mm. This is the only episode where John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper, actually appears on screen as an actor. The Crypt Keeper is shown watching this episode at the end. Uh, he rewinds it to a scene with John Kassir and starts praising him. He says that, quote, This actor was as good as Gary Cooper or Robert Redford, <laughs> and that his voice reminds him of someone he knows. <laughs> Crypt Keeper, you're so punny. And the best Crypt Keeper pun is... Looks like business is really booming for Carl and Gina. Talk about flame and fortune. <laughs> the next episode is Season 5, Episode 12, Halfway Horrible. Ivatrice, thank you so much for being on this episode today. Um, is there anything you want to plug? I'm going to put whatever, like I'll put your Twitter and all that too in the show notes, but is there anything else you want to say before we close it down? Well, I just want to say you could follow me on YouTube. Uh, you could just type in horror movies and beyond um, and everything will pop up on Google. Um, I'm on Twitter. And I'm mostly on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I do have a Facebook one, um, Horror Movies and Beyond. And it, it stay watching horror films and have fun. That, that's what they're supposed to do. I mean, <laughs> that's what they're supposed <laughs> to give you and that's what you are supposed to do. Just have fun. That's all. Exactly. Yes, I agree. I watch so many horror movies sometimes. My one friend's like, anytime I say I'm watching a movie, he's like, oh, is it horror? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it probably is. But there's so many levels of horror. That's what people I need know. to understand. So there's some really, really like gory, scary ones. And then there's cutesy ones. <laughs> but it's for everybody. That's, that's why. It is. Thank you, everyone, for downloading and listening to this episode. You can follow the Good Evening Kitties podcast at Twitter at GEK Podcast or at GEC Podcast. You can also follow the Facebook page. You can leave a review on iTunes, Podcast Republic, or on Facebook also. And again, thanks so much for listening, and have a good one. I just had quite a